Yeah, so we we actually have watched quite a few YouTube channels of other Canadians or Americans that are investing in Costa Rica. So there's Costa Rica Matt. <laughs> so hashtag Costa Rica Matt. He's awesome. Go. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. Hey, Right Club Nation, it is Sarah Larby here. And before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? Well, that's our Right Club online community. It's a place where you can find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. And we've got interactive forums, all the podcast episodes, hours of videos, a wide range of real estate investing training and education, tons of great information. It's free to join. Be sure to come grow with us at The Right Club com now on with the podcast right club nation welcome back we are talking all about costa rica today with francois and jennifer lancy but before we do that i'm sarah larby i'm here with alfonso so let me alfonso what is new and exciting yeah hey how's it going sarah awesome podcast today with francois and jennifer talking about costa rica warmer climates that's always nice for uh people that live in Canada. But uh, yeah, what's new? You know what? Jag properties continue to grow, bringing on more properties. Tougher to find some out there in these uh, tough markets, but uh, definitely helping more and more people get into home ownership, uh, building out the team and uh, yeah, getting uh, getting a lot of good traction out there as it's getting tougher and tougher to own. But uh, how about you, Sarah? What are you up to? Buying some properties in Hamilton, bringing in some joint venture partners, the resort, lots of good things happening. And by the time that this airs, I will probably be on the dock enjoying the summer because that is when I shut it down. I would say probably 90% of my work I shut down. I'll keep a 10% of you know stuff that, that has to keep going, but 90% is me just chilling out and a revolving door of fun times family friends, all that good stuff. But anyways, on that note, we do talk about fun and friends and family and summer, but we do it in Costa Rica. So if you are thinking of investing out of country and you're curious to see how Francois and Jennifer invested recently in Costa Rica and how they maneuvered through the different culture, the different systems, this is going to be the show for you. Don't forget to check us out online. We have lots of events, therightclub.com. Go to the calendars events page and don't forget to leave a rating and review. Let's bring in Francois and Jennifer. Welcome, Francois and Jennifer. How are you? Good, good. and you? You? Good, good. So you have been living it up, customizing your lives, living the lifestyle of your dreams. You just came back from a nice vacation to where? From where? Yeah, so we were in Costa Rica. Yes. Pura Vida style. <laughs> Pura Vida. So, sounds amazing. Obviously, getting away from you know long cold dark keep listing all the negative things about the canadian winter um so yeah why why costa rica obviously this is a real estate investing podcast so um yeah what why costa rica obviously for some enjoyment i'm sure they have some nice beaches but what uh, what what got you there what got you started actually thinking about costa rica so it's kind of a funny story we've been trying to buy in florida for about a year and a half yeah a good <laughs> year and a half and it's bidding wars and financing was complicated and it just didn't make sense so we're like well where else are investors going so everybody's going to costa rica 
and it looked great. We've never been. So we're like, well, let's put in an offer on a house and just get it and we'll go and show up and make it happen. So <laughs> that's it. And I mean, we've read a lot about the country. Um, what yeah, are the we pros? Yeah, we weren't totally going in blindly. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, first of all, it's a very like peaceful country. So you don't have to be like scared. It's not like a country where there's like a and like a big army presence or anything like that so you feel very safe like as a tourist to go there and I think that that's something that's very appealing for Canadians and Americans that are going there renting out our Airbnb and also the water is drinkable which is something that's not always the case in, nope. in some of the South American countries so that's something that, that's a really big a big one and there's a bit pretty big presence of like other Canadians and Americans that are either living there or doing the Airbnb kind of thing so we felt yeah. pretty comfortable and the price point's great as well yeah very very well for us affordable Sarah already knows I need at least 400,000 to survive so anyway <laughs> just kidding it's an inside joke it's now a, it's but... a joke at, at, on one of the podcasts I think we were talking about that yes. so if you if you've been listening to the podcast you probably know this inside joke <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway it's, it's affordable I mean within reason but a house like we got three bedrooms two bathrooms two stories it's small like it's about 1500 square feet I would mm -hmm. say nine foot ceilings 250,000 US dollars so I mean compared to uh, Florida you're looking probably closer to half a million for something similar so it makes it more affordable and yeah the potable drop the water is awesome and there's Canadian banks there. So Scotiabank is in Costa Rica. So Sarah, I know you're quite a fan of Scotia. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan. We're a big fan of yeah. Scotia. I don't know, Alfonso, if you have mortgages, we have several with Scotia. So if Scotia is down there, there's something going on and lots of investors as well. And, and the beaches. Walmart's there. Costco's there. Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's like uh, you can be very American or North American. There's even a subway. So we ate at Subway in Costa Rica. Oh, I don't Quite even sad. like Subway here. <laughs> but, okay. So I do want to, I want to take a step back before, because I, I do want to um, finish on this is, is you're saying that you bought this place for 250, but like, what are the rents? Like the, the, you know, average rents, is this a short-term rental, mid-term rental, long-term rental? Yeah. Short-term rental. So it goes depending on high season, low season. Uh, we bought in the Guanacaste province, Playas del Coco. Uh, so it's actually a drier area. So anybody knows um, Costa Rica, there's dry season and rainy season. So Guanacaste has less rain. It's not dry like year round, but it's got less rain. So because of that, it's got less of a low season as well. Uh, so this house can rent between, I'd say, 160 to $200 US per night. Okay. All Pretty right. much year round. I mean, high season, it can probably creep up even higher. Christmas, uh, March break. Uh, right now, uh, as we're recording this, it's near Easter. So it's a very religious country. Uh, so this is Holy Week. It's a big travel week for locals. And a lot of locals do rent Airbnb. So it's, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And also, okay, so this is, a, if I'm remembering correctly, because we've talked about this is a new build, new construction home or no. No? Oh, this is something. No. Okay. Yeah, it's another one. Yeah, we have a new build as well coming up. Okay. Oh, this one was existing. We couldn't okay. wait till the fall to get the new build. I'm like, I need it now. 
Okay. okay. No, great. So that, that leads me to my next question. then. so let's, you know, obviously owning any property, Costa Rica, Canada, across the street, across the country, across the world, there's obviously going to be some type of property management, the people management. Talk a little bit about how you kind of worked out to make sense. Obviously you're mentioning 160, 200, maybe a little bit more on higher seasons. That's obviously those, you know, uh, Airbnb renters coming in, but the management side of it, the cleaning, making sure that, you know, they have the right keys, all that kind of stuff. How, what other factors are you considering, you know, when, when you're looking at an investment like this? Yeah, so there definitely is property management that is available. We decided to be a little bit more adventurous because we're already used to, I'm sure people have heard it if you listen to the other podcast, but we're used to managing properties that are from a distance. So there's a logbox on the unit. We chose to also go with a, a gated community. So there's security guards that are there 24 seven if there's any problems. And we basically found some cleaning ladies, like even when we were visiting property, we're like, we, we, hola, saw, hola. we saw one, we're like, hola, hola. <laughs> <laughs> and just wanted to get their attention and find out how it works. And uh, we felt pretty confident to doing it ourselves. So uh, we'll find out, we'll, we'll learn the harder, the easy way. But um, we do know that there is property management available if we feel like we're not comfortable enough doing it ourselves. Totally. And there's like four companies in Playa del Coco. Mm. So it's a town of what, maybe 8,000 people. And there's four property management companies owned by two of them by Canadians. Mm -hmm. So Canadian expats that have moved there and it's, they're good companies. Uh, it, they charge from what I've heard between 18 and 23% of uh, the revenue, which makes sense for Airbnb. It's always on the higher end. Florida goes up to 25, 27. We found one at 33%. Yeah, 33, so yeah. <laughs> get yeah, 30, used to paying. 33 is, is high, but usually I would say average, you know, for like, because it's more hands-on is usually around the 20 to 25 mark, even in Canada, if you're in yeah. Airbnb and, and do this on the short-term rental. So, I mean, obviously Costa Rica sounds great and everything, but like aside from Costa Rica, I mean, you guys have been looking outside of Ontario, right? You live in Ontario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, now you're now you're outside of Canada. Like, what are some of the things that you you talked about together or the, some of the reasons why you wanted to go ahead and invest out of country? One big thing, and I think you talk about that, Sarah, on your own podcast, is the diversity of uh, currency. So now we're getting U.S. funds in Costa Rica. There's Colonis, that's the local currency and U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. So this is great for us. We're creating this U.S. revenue. We now have a Costa Rica corporation uh, with cross-border banking with a lot of Canadian banks. You can use your U.S. funds down there. So it's just it's just nice and safety as well. Like we've seen COVID not to get political, but certain things were shut down here, let's just say. So it gets too bad when you can go down there and you have another place to be and uh, you can grow vegetables year round. So that's a discussion we've had is what if things get really bad? There were announcements about food shortages coming. Like there were some during winter, but there's supposed to be more. So down there, you can keep growing bananas and stuff year round. <laughs> so it just felt safe as little, well. Get a little goat. <laughs> yes, chicken. So there's tons of roosters and chickens. And so there, there's that reason. And then yeah, diversity of location, laws. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of advantages to owning outside of the country. Mm -hmm. uh, there are complications as well. So get ready for a much, much slower pace. They say Pura Vida for a reason. <laughs> 
So get ready, drink some wine, calm down. Everything will be fine, but it will take a while to get things done. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Today's podcast is brought to you by LegalSecondSuites.com. Ken Beckendam is an amazing real estate investor. He understands the process of the conversion inside and out. And he has built one of the largest by volume design build firms in the GTA that specializes in legal multifamily conversions, anywhere from two to 15 units. And he's been involved in either the designer or the contractor in well over 250 conversion projects, which resulted in over 600 legal dwelling units. That is a lot of legal dwelling units. And Ken and his team at Legal Second Suites, they cover everywhere from Halton, Niagara, Haldeman, Norfolk, Brant, Hamilton, London, Tri-Cities, Barrie, York, and anything in between. He's one of the few firms that can complete the entire process for you from design to construction to property management. So it's truly a one-stop shop. So reach out to Ken at LegalSecondSuites.com. Again, it is LegalSecondSuites.com. And now back to the show. And now back to the show. <laughs> so can, can we talk about some, some of the challenges that you've had then as you were making some acquisitions uh, in Costa Rica? Absolutely. So uh, one of the things like Frosso was saying a little bit of the, the Pura Vida <laughs> style is like a bank account. You, you just can't go into the bank and just open a bank account 30 minutes and you're done. I think that we've gone through about five or six appointments, uh, giving um, information online, going in person over about six weeks of time and we actually just were able to open our bank account <laughs> yes so hang on the, but like is that because you were figuring out where to go or no, is no that that's just how the bank works process so that's yeah. the process <laughs> in that time frame like what was even happening uh so we 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 emailed the person then i followed up a few days after i'm like hey is it happening she's like no you have to show up in person so I'm like, okay, perfect. We're there next week. Let's go. And then she asked, oh, what's your last day? So the person booked us the very last day in Costa Rica, mm -hmm. of course. And then we show up. She's like, we're super busy. We're swamped. We don't know what to do. I'm like, oh, they have hundreds of accounts. She's like, no, we have 14 new accounts. <laughs> it's, so it's the separation of tasks down there. Yeah. Everything is very separate. If you go to a bank, it's in Canada, you know, you have the tellers and then you have the offices. That's okay. But down there, you have to go see a teller and then the teller will talk to the other department who will book an appointment and then talk to another department who will just handle the application. Then another department handles the opening of the account. Then it goes back again to all the different departments. So there's probably 40 people involved in op opening an account. Uh, <laughs> So if anybody uh, has seen, uh, I don't know in English what it's called, Asterix et Obelix, it's a French cartoon and you see them running around <laughs> like crazy, like there's all kinds of red tape. Yeah, there's tons of red tape down there. So yeah, get used to that. <laughs> uh, but like you said, though, you go, you go walk on the beach, relax a little bit and you look past that and get through that. But, uh, but that's that's good advice to anybody that is considering that to to anticipate that so oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I, re I remember like back in you know 2018 19 when I was going to Italy you know that's a same type of mentality right of you know living a little bit slower life nothing is you know a hair on fire moment you know it, it all will be taken care of so um let, let's dig into a little bit about the financing if that's okay with you guys yeah. you said you know 250 Scotia's there you know what's the difference 
of qualifying for financing or what type of financing are, are, are you getting for, for properties in Costa Rica? So for the most part, there is no financing. You have to buy cash. So you have to bring in your, and that's another big complication. So buying cash, okay. Hurdle number one might be, where do I find that money? That's, that's one idea. Like you're going to, you can look at, you can actually use registered funds. So RSP money to invest in Costa Rica on your house or pretty much anywhere in the world. Uh, you can use lines of credits or find private lenders in Canada or over there, like in Central America. Uh, but the other thing you have to be careful about, and we learned that the hard way as well, is when you bring in cash, anti-money laundering applies. So now you have to justify every single dollar. And of course, we're coming from Canada. So it was Canadian funds. We had to convert them to U.S. So they were asking questions. That took two months of answering questions. Why did you transfer the funds? Where did it come from? Where is it sitting? It's, it's worse than getting a mortgage. So get ready for that as well. It's going to be a lot of questions mm -hmm. if you're buying cash. There is financing if you buy new. So some new builds, the builder actually offer financing with a bank. It tends to be a much lower loan to value, like 50, 55. I have heard of 70%, but that's rare. Usually it's more 50, 55%. And then you have to come up with the remaining 45% or so. Uh, there's also lots of owner financing. So it's very common down there for other Americans, Canadians trying to sell their house or condo to offer a vendor take back for about five years. And interest rates are much higher uh, between 6.5 and 7.5 for a mortgage. Mm -hmm. So that's about it. But you can't go to Scotia and get a mortgage. That's just not... Unless you become happen. a permanent resident. Yes. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that because I think that there is a, a easier price of entry to become a temporary resident and then uh, become a permanent resident. Can you mm -hmm. share some insights of what you learned along the way for that? Yeah, absolutely. So we're actually in the process of becoming a resident because otherwise when we go to Costa Rica, we can only be there for 90 days and it's kind of limiting if you want to be there for a longer time and check out even more properties. Yes. So, um, Becoming a resident isn't that bad if you've already bought a property because uh, with a hundred and fifty dollar investment in the country, you can become a, a hundred fifty thousand. Oh, sorry, hundred fifty thousand. I'm sorry. U.S. dollars. Yes. <laughs> so, so because we've already bought a property, two fifty, we already qualify for that. So it's just a little bit of paperwork with our lawyer, and I think it's about five thousand dollars for a family of four. So yeah. it's very reasonable if you're comparing it to the US E2 visa and all that, that you're looking more at 30, 35,000 and more. Uh, so that's affordable. Or if you're a digital nomad and you don't wanna buy, you just wanna go down there and rent, then if you put, please do your due diligence, but what we've heard, we're not digital nomads, but if you put $60,000 US in a bank account, so get ready for that bank account, <laughs> uh, bring some patients with you, drink some coconut water, you'll be fine. At 60K while you're there gives you a two-year visa. So you can stay there for two years. Otherwise, the loophole a lot of people are using is it's 90-day visas. You drive to Nicaragua or another country every 90 days and you just get a stamp on your passport and you can keep coming back forever. There's no 
end to it. The only thing is it's a bit annoying every three months. You got to go somewhere and come back. And I heard it was just the same day. Like it's literally like you go yeah. the yeah. same day. You don't or have you to could walk, night, walk through the border and then walk back with your stamp. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard it was that simple. You just have to oh, yeah, yeah. make it into a trip. So, so who do you need on your team? you know, to, to transition, to be able to purchase? Like, I'm guessing there's going to be certain types of lawyers and accountants. Like, you know, who is it that you had to find? Because it's probably not the typical ones that we work with currently now, because this is a whole mm-hmm. different country, different rules. What does that look like? Yeah, so lawyer is similar to Canada. It's similar to Quebec, actually, because it's a notary, public, and lawyer. And they have the civil code, like in Quebec and California. So if anybody's familiar with buying in Quebec or California, there's a whole extra layer of rules and laws. So there's the common law and then there's the civil code. And anyway, it gets complicated. You hear about everybody's story. So the lawyer or notary has to talk to the, like you actually meet the seller in person oftentimes. And you hear if they're divorced and like, it's totally uh, very transparent. They know how long we've been married and they get really in depth with details. But the actual document for the closing is super short. It's three pages and it's like recitals and they just say, and it's all in Spanish. So your lawyer has to be quite fluent if you don't speak Spanish. Yeah, thankfully we know some Spanish. Mm-hmm. So we were able to kind of understand and then he translated the rest of it. Uh, on your team, you also need home insurance, which is very uncommon down there. Most people do not insure their properties. Um, so there is insurance it's available it's quite affordable Uh, what else do you need Uh, accounting is actually done with your law firm as well so we recommend setting up a corporation and why would we set up a corporation jennifer well i think it just be a little quiz but it just simplifies all the the entire process and i think that i'd like to add to like what transfer said i think that the lawyer is really the most important member of your team yes even our lawyer like if you want don't if you want to simplify the whole process he'll even open your bank account for you for a fee for a fee so i mean we you don't have to we suffer. just love torture and love learning ourselves but we could have paid our lawyer to open the bank account for us because he knows it's complicated and he knows how it works so i mean I, we could have just used a lawyer for so many more things and saved and saved uh, how, how much a lot of time I'm curious how much would he have charged for that 500, 500 US, US dollars oh that would have totally been worth it for like I know. back and forth at like your mark like whatever your yes. rate would technically be right yeah totally uh, hindsight being 2020 <laughs> I think we would have done it <laughs> but the reason I did it is as some of you know I do coach some people and mentor and I wanted to know the full yeah. gamut like what what's gonna happen if you just show up at the bank and ask for an account. So I learned and it was, yeah, it's a bit rough. So it might be worth the $500 US. It's totally done. worth it. Yeah, Jennifer <laughs> says. But another big thing, people ask, do you incorporate or buy in your own name? So you can buy in your own name. No problem. It's not like in the US. People don't sue each other as a, a hobby. Like uh, there's, it's not a big deal there. But from the a tax why- standpoint, does it make a difference? It does. So again, uh, do your due diligence, but technically, depending on how your corporation is set up, it's quite separate from you. So you may not have to bring it back to Canada. So please check with your accountants and lawyers. The other thing is power of attorney. So if something's going on at the house, let's say the roof is leaking and you need to send someone down there. If you have a corporation, 
the lawyer builds in power of attorney. So you can call him and say, hey, we need to fix the roof and they have permission to act on your behalf. If it's in your personal name, you have to fly down there. So the house could be long gone before you go and get things fixed. So we're going to take a quick break from the show. Right Club Nation, just want to take a quick moment here and introduce you to Private Money for Mortgages, which is a mortgage brokerage. And the great thing about private money for mortgages is if you are looking to do a flip or a burr or something that requires a little bit more work where you might not get traditional bank financing, a great opportunity to still acquire that property is with private money. So private money is going to be at some point in your journey a necessary tool for you or maybe somebody that you know, another investor to build your portfolio and knowledge is key. You can book a discovery call with Susan and her team to learn why, how, and when to use private mortgages in your real estate journey. You can visit their website, which is privatemoneyformortgages.com. And there's a free guide to private mortgages that you can get there. And also Susan can help you with a vetting process. So when you are looking at properties, whether it's a flip property or a burr property, they can assist you with finding different financing options for these types of purchases. And again, it could come with a higher cost. Most likely it will because it's private money, but if it is executed properly with a proper exit, that is going to be key. So again, private money for mortgages, which is the number four dot com and now back to the show and now back to the show wow yeah, so even so even why. for like obviously a roof or something like that would be maybe a larger or more of a major repair, even utilities even small they can't things do. so in the corporation you're able to build in that power of attorney and yes and so you obviously you're still facilitating the person that's absolutely fixing the roof but because the lawyer is there able to sign off and, and give that authority they're able to do mm -hmm. that or you'd have to be there in person wow interesting yeah because a lot is in person like opening the bank account you have to sign documents in person it's it's kind of a some of it's more archaic but they are quite advanced with uh, internet so super high speed internet so there's like some things anyway, differences that you learn along the way. That's And that's where I was going with, with my next question. I know, you know, so taking six weeks to open up a bank account sounds crazy to people here in Canada. You can do it on an app and, you know, in a couple of minutes uh, now on your phone. But what, what are like the, the major differences? You've gone through a few, but what are some of the major differences? Like, wow, that's great. I wish Canada or Canadian real estate investing would do this or some that, you know, is to be desired and say, I'm glad that we do it this way here when we're purchasing in Canada. Uh, so one big thing, Jennifer, what would you say is, is different? You can kind of, the construction style. Yeah, the construction style is quite different. You don't need in, insulation. So you can build gorgeous places, cantilevered mm -hmm. balconies and infinity pools. You can have huge windows like floor to ceiling because you don't need to insulate anything. So it's very different. I As like that. As a Canadian, you can't buy waterfront. Yes. Yeah, that's one thing down there. So it's concession land, so it becomes complicated. So if you're buying there within 200 meters of the shore, normally you can't buy. Otherwise, it's like a land lease, which I don't recommend. So just get used to walking at least 200 meters to the beach, which isn't too bad. <laughs> so even with a permanent residency, you can't still buy once you're you need to become a citizen. Gone. So yes, after I think it's five years, then you could at that point. And that's kind of why we're applying to try and get all those benefits and Right. So I want to go back 
for a second though to that that lawyer that can be power of attorney because mm-hmm. you know if you don't have the right lawyer that would scare me like could they potentially make themselves the owner of the home sell the home without you knowing like you know could there no. be stories like that like I, i've heard rumors i don't know if they're true but like you know if you get yourself a bad lawyer hopefully you know you don't but uh, <laughs> you know somebody that's that's not out there to serve your best interest like what what is the risk like do you know Uh, The other person has to have a lawyer as well, the seller. So if you're not buying from a builder, there will be another lawyer as well, like a buyer seller representation, like in Canada. So the risks are quite low and you do get the deed and title in your name. Uh, The power of attorney is limited. You have to actually contact them to get them to do things and they will charge you. So just like (laughs) that bank account is 500 bucks for them to, to actually do something will cost and it's not cheap. So yeah, I'm not too concerned about that. Of course, do get a lawyer that is highly recommended by other investors, other people that have worked with them. That you trust. <laughs> yeah, and you can look, there is a registry and a bar association, just like in Canada. They do practice in all provinces. So Costa Rica is divided in provinces. You can use the same lawyer in any province where you're buying. So that, that part is interesting. So I know you're not an accountant, you're not a lawyer. So everybody definitely get your, you know, these people on your team, but is there a risk of being double taxed? Yes. So, cause Canada and Costa Rica does not have a tax treaty like the U S so in the U S you pay a percentage to the IRS and then you pay the difference to CRA. Like if it's like a top up sort of Costa Rica does not have that. So you'll have to pay your Costa Rican taxes And then if you bring income back to Canada, you'll have to pay your Canadian taxes. Our goal is not that. We want to leave the money there to buy more down there. So we were told by our team that that is okay. So maybe it's not the case, but yeah. One thing though, is that the the income tax in Costa Rica is very low. It's between three and 15%. So even if you were double taxed, like it's not not that you want to give up more money, but it's not that bad it's not detrimental yeah it's not like you're going to pay 50 percent mm-hmm. capital gains are super low property taxes are 0.25 percent of the evaluation so there's a lot of pros um mm-hmm. but again yeah do your homework before buying and think about long term because when you're buying there it's not it's kind of a longer term purchase it's not um you can flip and do things but it's a different market things move slower mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you, you've been obviously done your research and found out a lot of information. So obviously through others in the network that have purchased in Costa Rica, but where, where are you finding, you know, this information, reviewing it for those that want to kind of really go deep into it? Where, where what are the best sources for you to find this type of information? There's a YouTube channel. Yeah. So we, we actually have watched quite a few YouTube channels of other Canadians or Americans that are investing in Costa Rica. So there's Costa Rica Matt. <laughs> So hashtag Costa Rica, Matt, he's awesome. You can learn how to order at a restaurant and taxes and water. Yeah. So he just like really just breaks it down, like just simple things that maybe you wouldn't think about, you know, like polite ways to do things, you know, how Costa Ricans do certain things, like how they, like Fossil said, how they order or, you know, things that you don't want to do that are rude. There's lots of people that uh, hitchhike. Yeah, it's very normal. The proper thing to do if if someone's hitchhiking and you don't want to go, you do this which means no. I'm not picking you up. <laughs> and that's polite. It's, it's polite for them. So uh, for us, it might be like, oh, okay, that guy's rude, but it's like letting them know that you're not going to pick them up. So they're not going to keep wasting your, their energy on you. 
it's all it's all the cultural little cultural diff- difference yeah. right so I, i'm gonna check yeah. out costa rica mike i think you know i think it's just it, it's just awesome to see you know you guys grow i mean you know when you started at the right club uh with us you know and and today i mean you've definitely scaled your portfolio now you're doing a lot of these with joint ventures is that what it is not this one this one's all ours and that's kind of our path forward as well so is buying more we we love joint ventures we're still doing some absolutely but mm-hmm. costa rica i think is our well we might actually be doing a jv i'm talking too fast but yes <laughs> this one is all ours we wanted one that's ours if i want to go there and just go there you don't have to check it out with the partners nothing. or nothing you know, negotiate who, who has how many weeks or which weeks and all that so how, this is how- all ours so that's good. So you get the cash flow. How are you going to market it for rent? So we've we've used the Airbnb. We've listed it on Airbnb, VRBO, uh, Booking.com, and there is a way to sync all the calendars. So it's amazing. Doesn't cost anything. You just kind of upload all the different calendars, and they sync. Facebook Marketplace as well. Very interesting. We're trying that out. It has been successful with our cottage in Canada. And I read down there, it's quite good. Uh, and there's other sites as well. Um, there's local Facebook groups. So a lot of people travel and they, they're part of Facebook groups. That's one way. And also if you get property management, that's a big perk. They have a list of people that come every year and want certain things. So that's a pro we're not getting because we're, yeah, we're not. Uh, is, there, yes. is there a demand for like yearly rentals for expats or you know, somebody that wants a longer term stay? Yes. Yeah. There's a, there is a demand for, I wouldn't do that though. I would stay monthly because uh, the laws, landlord tenant laws are quite stringent out there, like far worse than Ontario and Quebec. Mm-hmm. So you want to stay month to month and short term, but there is a demand and where we bought Playa del Coco is a bit more senior. So there's a lot of uh, snowbirds that live there and they would be uh, great, great uh, guests and tenants. Yeah, no, it's it sounds like uh, an incredible uh, opportunity and, and lots of info. Uh, thank you guys for sharing so much, uh, so much information about Costa Rica. Your personal experience, you guys have been wonderful. I know the Right Club community knows and loves you both, um, and uh, and done such a great job explaining the whole Costa Rica. So if you are you know interested, definitely reach out to to Francois Jennifer. Uh, on on more of that and to share their experiences i know they're open with that and and who knows maybe uh maybe there'll be some right club in costa rica uh soon enough right where we can uh can kind of do some uh, getaway events or things like that but uh but no awesome conversation and great uh, great info that you shared today thank you yes thank you mm-hmm. awesome so the next part of the podcast is our lightning round but because you've been on this podcast so many times we're going to ask you four Costa Rican themed question. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Ready to play? Yes. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. 
All right. So question number one, what was your favorite thing to do while you were in Costa Rica? Jennifer. Uh, I would say it was just the food, <laughs> like just eating. Everything was so good. The plantain, the vegetables, um, we tried fresh coconut and all those things. It was really good. My favorite was actually the sunrise and sunset. So it sounds very basic, but everything looks like a postcard. If I could show you on my iPhone, the pictures I took just walking around, everything is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Like the sunrise is multicolored. It's very, very bright. And at night when it goes down between the mountains, it's just amazing. Uh, so all the colors, everything is different. Even the beaches, there's black sand beaches, pink sand, gray sand, white sand, uh, beige. So that was amazing. Mm -hmm. All right. So through all, okay, question number two, through all your research and then actually being there, boots on the ground, what's one thing that you didn't know about Costa Rica that you do now that you'd want to share? It's a fun fact. Uh, the Okay. <laughs> Crazy road. So if you hear about Highway 911, it's called a monkey trail. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Be extremely brave. It's the scariest road I've ever seen. It's like in a bad movie. It's worth it though. Go, go, but you may not come back. <laughs> but it's it was fun. It was the scariest thing ever. Jennifer, did you experience something? I else? was sweating the whole time. <laughs> and not because of the heat. <laughs> no, nope, the monkey trail. Check it out. It's is it a tourist else. attraction? No, it's no. really just a highway. Oh god! Um, but it's not always paved, and it's not always two lanes. And there's craters and like not <laughs> potholes, like huge sinkholes, and tons of construction trucks and transport and hitchhikers in hills and sharp turns, and then there's cows crossing and. <laughs> monkeys and yeah so what's something else it was fun okay awesome question number three you're customizing your life what is you know not necessarily costa rica related but what is your next thing that you really want to achieve in order to keep customizing your life well i think that we definitely want to be able to either like go to costa rica or or, or other places we'd love to visit other places too in the winter when it's just so beautiful in Canada and, uh, <laughs> and then be here in the summertime when it's, uh, you know, nice. <laughs> weather. Yeah. Just, uh, I, we do like snow. So up to like January 5th and then we're gone like until April 5th. <laughs> That's it. You want a white Christmas. I like that. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then come back. <laughs> Probably easier to know if you've got like just a few days in January after Christmas that you've got to endure the snow to enjoy it. Bye. Yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. So I'll wrap up the lightning round. Last question. What's one thing that you guys learned about each other? Not just Costa Rica, this investment, but over your time frame of, uh, you know, investing, scaling your portfolio, something that you've learned new. Obviously, you guys have been together for quite a while. It doesn't look like it because you guys both look very young and youthful. <laughs> what's, what's one thing that you guys have learned from about each other? And you guys can decide who goes first. Uh, well, I would say that, well, it's been 23 years that we've been together now. And um, the one thing that I've kind of learned by working and investing with Francois is, yes, well, everyone already knows he has all kinds of crazy ideas. <laughs> But he is very, um, how do you say that? Like you could, 
flexible like i can like, adapt you can adapt so easily so so if i'm like okay that no this is like just a crazy idea he'll be like okay cool what's the next idea like he doesn't he doesn't like stick to it and like no no we really got to do this he'll just be like okay no okay you thought it was crazy let's just move on <laughs> um one thing that felt kind of weird costa rica because jennifer i spoke more spanish than she does so i had to be the guide and the translator and the chauffeur for the whole time there so i'm like we're learning spanish together <laughs> i'm not living through that again it felt very strange to be i know you're supposed to be the provider situation. and stuff but yeah. the kids were asking what are they saying what are they saying so there's some areas where they're very bilingual and some others no nope. <laughs> and because of our french accent they think we speak spanish fluently i'm like oh despacio because <laughs> they're going way too fast so yeah that and then jennifer does say i have crazy ideas but she does too we just toured a resort yesterday that she wants to buy so we'll see maybe it's contagious <laughs> i think it is nice. amazing that uh that is awesome francois jennifer congratulations on your success thank you for sharing your insights your latest projects what we need to know about costa rica where can our right club nation reach out and find out more so our Instagram was hacked, as some of you know as well. So we started fresh. It's an opportunity in disguise. So we renamed it. It's called Wine and Real Estate to match our podcast. So you can find us on Instagram there or on LinkedIn. You can find me, Francois Dantier, or Jennifer Dantier, facilities manager. So she's awesome. And uh, where else? <laughs> Facebook, you can find us, FL Homes Corp, YouTube as well, and TikTok. We're not good, but we're getting there. <laughs> oh my God, are you guys doing the dances on TikTok? No, no, no <laughs> dancing, but we are. We're going <laughs> live yet. from the hot tub and different things. So it's fun. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Yes. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you. And we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.